We started a mimer, Kish Alcha Bincha Machar Lamer. Your child is going to ask you in future generations. He's going to ask you, Maha Eidus Vachukim Bamishbatim Asher Tziva Hashem Lakeno Askam. What are all these mitzvahs about? We have so many mitzvahs. What are all these mitzvahs about? Now, in Ha'ara 6, if you look at the Ha'ara 6, note 6, the Rebbe brings over there just an important background. If you looked up the Psukim that I gave you last time, you saw that in the context of the Psukim, the question clearly seems to be, as we just said, what are these mitzvahs? And the response, as we continue to see in those psukim, is all about why Hashem gave us the mitzvahs and why we have to do them. Or in the reverse order, why we have to do them and why Hashem gave us these mitzvahs. That's when you look at the Psukim, and indeed, in the Mefarshim, on the Psukim, in the commentaries of the Psukim, chief amongst them, the Ramban Alatera, the Ben Ezra, they all explain the Psukim in this way, even though there are several Mefarshim that explain it differently. But when you look in the Haggadah, and that's this note, the Shemehem Shech Ha'inyan Haggadah, if you look in the Haggadah, the response that we give to the Ben HaKacham for this question, do you remember what it is? I sent you a screenshot of the Haggadah as well, of this section of the Haggadah. And over there, the response that we give to the Ben HaKacham is, Va'af ata pesach. You too should teach him the Halachis of Pesach. You too should teach him the laws of Pesach until Ein Maftirin Achar Pesach Afikayman, the final Mishnah and Mesaches Arve Psachim. In other words, teach him all the laws of Pesach, which seems to indicate, Mashma, the indication over there then is, Shasha'ela, that the question that the Ben Hachacham is asking, Maha Eidus Gaimar, he, it is, Gam, in parentheses, Mahim Dine Vehilchesa Pesach. What are the laws of Pesach? He wants to know the laws of Pesach. <coughs> now, when it comes to the laws of Pesach, this is a more appropriate question for a Ben Hachacham. Because when it, these, this is a complicated body of halachis. Each Pesach, each time we get to 30 days before Pesach, which is Purim, we have to sit down and start anew, going in depth, reviewing all of the halachis and understanding them and hopefully coming to clearer and better appreciation, grasp of these halachis. 
So this is an appropriate question for him to be asking. As opposed to the question, what are these mitzvahs all about? So the Maimer says, but to note, Shagam even if you are going to explain the Pasuk that way, that it's talking about the mitzvahs and it's dinim, there's still a chiluk bein ha-pesach la-hagada. There's going to be a difference between the Pasuk and the hagada. Ki ha'edus va'chukim va'mishpatim shabekasov koi al kol hamitzvus u'bahagada kehilchesa pesach. So that's just an important background. But certainly the simple meaning of the pasuk is that the ben achacham is coming and asking a question about. The halachis of Pes, uh, the, the, the mitzvahs that we have, the 613 mitzvahs. And he comes along and he asks a question, what are these mitzvahs all about? Why do we have so many mitzvahs? Why do we have to do so many mitzvahs? And this doesn't seem like an appropriate question for a ben We split this up into three ways. First is, he's asking, what are the mitzvahs? Then we said, he's asking, what's the point of the mitzvahs? Then we said that he's asking, why do we have to do the mitzvahs? And each one we said is worse than the one before in terms of being a ben hachacham. He should know the mitzvahs. He certainly should know what the point of the mitzvahs are, that they're l'tayv lanu. And he should certainly know that he has to do the mitzvahs with Kabbalah's all just because he's a yid and a yid needs to do mitzvahs it's not a choice. It's a necessity. And that's something which he should certainly be aware of. Then we asked an additional question. Why does the Ben HaChacham say Eschem? Even though he's including himself by saying Hashem Aleikeinu. But why is it necessary for him to say Eschem? You. And then we introduced and we started to introduce the answer. We'll read again inside from where we started to read at that point. When the Kudas Habir Bazeb Adrishim. The beginning of the paragraph. When the Kudas Habir Bazeb Adrishim. The point of the explanation that it says in the Maimarim to explain this idea. According to that which is known, the kiyum hamitzvus shala aves haya beikar avayda ruchnis. The fulfillment of mitzvus that the aves did was primarily an avayda ruchnis, a spiritual avayda. The aves were tuning in to the accomplishment that a mitzvah has in Seder Hishtalshlus. Every single mitzvah has a fantastic accomplishment inside of Seder Hishtalshlus. The Avis were able to tune in to what that accomplishment was 
And they were able to accomplish those things inside of Seder Ishtal as well. That's how great they were. They were able to literally get under the hood and tune in Seder Ishtal so that it should be according to that which we accomplish when we do mitzvahs. In other words, Hashem gave us 613 mitzvahs. We know that the 613 mitzvahs are Ramach, mitzvahs asei, shasa, mitzvahs say 248 positive, corresponding to the 248 limbs in a person's body, 365 negative, corresponding to 365 sinews. We know that every single mitzvah that we do has a certain part of ourselves that it connects to, that it invigorates, that receives a boost when we perform that mitzvah. And it's not just in ourselves that we have corresponding energies to these three, 613 mitzvahs. It's in every single level of Seder Hishtalshlus. As I've told you before, Hashem created the world with a special operating system. It's called OS 613. And that operating system that exists inside of the world is activated through the performance of the mitzvahs. And we're not just talking about inside of the physical world, where every single mitzvah that we do has an effect. When we do a lot of mitzvahs, it has a positive effect. And, Rechman al-Litzlan, the opposite. It's not just true inside of this physical world. It's true on every single level of Seder Shtashlis. And obviously, as you go higher into the spiritual worlds, into the world of Asiya Ruchnis, into the world of into the world of Yitzira, into the world of Bria. As you go higher into the spiritual worlds, even into the world of Atsilas, the true accomplishment of the of, of the mitzvah is recognized over there. It says that every time we do a mitzvah, there's a great ur, a great light that we draw down. And it says it's kemunachas pekupsa. It's like it's sitting in a box inside of the world of Atsilas. That means the accomplishment of any mitzvah that we do is something that is felt and recognized and giving life clearly, like plugging in a dead phone. You have a phone which doesn't have any life in it, right? You've ever had such a problem? Let's throw it in the garbage! Anyways, um, sorry. Yeah, you have a dead phone. A black phone doesn't do anything. It's useless. It's a piece of metal or plastic. It's much better that way. But you plug it in, suddenly it's energized. When it's energized, 
So there's life throwing, flowing through it. Its operating system is activated. It starts doing things. There are apps, exactly. There are apps that start re- um, responding to you and doing various things. The whole phone suddenly is alive. Right. That's what happens in the Seder Shtalstos when we perform mitzvahs. When we perform mitzvahs, we're bringing life, energy. The operating system becomes activated inside of the whole world. What would happen if Yidin wouldn't be doing mitzvahs? The world would stop. It would cease to exist. The others were able to tune in to these things that are accomplished through every mitzvah that we do, but they did it without eating matzah per se, without wearing tzitzis per se, without putting on tefillin per se. They did it spiritually. That's why, as we said last time, Yaakov Avinu was able to whittle sticks and through whittling sticks, he did the same thing that we do when we put on tefillin. Good? I just, I'm wondering, what's the, so like, why was he, why was he there then, like in the physical world? Why was Yaakov Avinu in the physical world? Because Yaakov Avinu was paving the way for us. In other words, it was a necessary prerequisite for us to be able to have those mitzvahs. However, by him, it wasn't yet in the way that our mitzvahs are. It didn't have that manifestation. It says that the mitzvahs that the Aves HaKadoshim did reichos hayu. They were like aromas. V'anu shemen turak shemecha. Our mitzvahs are like flowing oil. What's that odor, a smell, an aroma? It's something which is intangible. It's something which is intangible. The Avis did mitzvahs, but they were not tangible mitzvahs. They were be'ikr aveda ruchnes, a spiritual aveda. Even though, by them too, Yaakov Avinu whittled sticks, they did an action in physical in the physical world as well. And sometimes perhaps they did an action which precisely mirrors our action. They ate actual matzah. They did an action which literally is the same as the action which we do. But it was like a vessel for the spiritual aveda which they were doing. It was a vessel which was containing it. But the mitzvahs that were given by Matan Torah are different. It's like flowing oil. Where you have a flow of oil, it's not just a concept, it's not just an aroma. It's an actual hamshacha. 
there's something physical which you're receiving. Ikram hu ha'asiya bepayil. Their main point is the actual asiya, the action. The asiya sa mitzvah, the performance of the mitzvah, hiloi hachana ukli lekavanasa. It's neither a hachana, a preparation. In other words, you need to bring yourself into a state where you're feeling this mitzvah. So therefore you're doing it in order to bring you to that point. Or a kli, a vessel, which you're performing such a great mitzvah, you want to be able to hold on to it somehow. So you're whittling the sticks in order to be able to hold on to it somehow. But by us, it's neither about the hachana nor about the kli. On the contrary, the action is the main thing. The main thing is doing the actual performance. Doing the mitzvah itself. When oil is flowing, it's the oil itself that's flowing. It's something tangible that you're able to hold on to. That you're able to... It's not a concept which you're using in order to reach a different point. When you have an aroma, so an aroma sometimes could help you reach a calmer state of mind. But you reach your state of mind, I reach my state of mind. It's not the same thing. It's just a vehicle to bring us somewhere. And because of that, the mitzvahs that we have after Matan Torah are infinitely greater than the mitzvahs of the Aves. They're so much more powerful than the mitzvahs of the Aves. Even though, certainly, without the Aves' preparation for us, we would never have been able to receive these mitzvahs. But our mitzvahs are such a greater accomplishment. I've given before an analogy of pressing a button. So, when you press a button, and something happens, press a button and a light goes on. Pressing the button is not what's turning on the light. Right? The button is connected to the right mechanism which is helping the light turn on. The Aves button, the button was irrelevant. The Avis made sure there was light. There was no button. They didn't worry about the button. The Avis made sure there was light. They connected to the level that there is a light. And us, the Avishter gave us a button. And he said, you can't accomplish what the Avis accomplished, making sure that there's light. Here's a button. Press this button and the light will turn on. That's what the Avishter gave us. When we do a mitzvah, the Ebishter gave us a button that we're able to turn on the light. Some people understand that the accomplishment, meaning the light turning on, that's the main thing. That's what the point of pressing the button is, obviously. 
There's no point in pressing a button if the button is disconnected. Comes Chassidus, and Chassidus teaches us something very powerful and very deep. And that's these three words which we spoke about last time as well. The action is the main thing. I don't care about the light turning on. That's a side accomplishment. Everything that happens inside of Seder Ishtalshals as a result of pressing the button, that there's an additional light and energy which is flowing inside of Seder Ishtalshals and everything's alive. It's all great. It's all wonderful. But that's not what it's about. It's about pressing the button. Kids also have buttons. You give kids toys with buttons and whistles and wheels and all sorts of things and it's just a toy now you could start understanding the Ben HaChacham's question what's the point of pressing a button Uh, what's the point of pressing a button if the point is the light so the Chacham could appreciate light Chacham in particular appreciates light much more than I do. Because by me, I don't even know what light is. It's just a word and a mimer. By the Chacham, the light is something which is real, which is felt, which is tangible. He recognizes the accomplishment inside of Seyed Ishtalshos. That he's able to relate to. And the way that the others were able to know what needs to be accomplished in Seder Shlalshos and tap right into it. But if it's about pressing a button, just pressing a button, the button is the main thing. What's the point of the button? That's his question. And the Mimer continues, like in our example. What's our example? Our example is achilas matzah, eating matzah. The kasher yechavin besoid mitzvahs matzah. Matzah accomplishes great, powerful things. It's connected to the level of emuna, the faith that naturally yidin arma minim b'neimaminim, believers, the sons of believers. We all believe in Hashem. And the matzah is connected to that, to that emunah in the neshama. And it, so to speak, turns on that light, brings that energy into the neshama and into the world. So suppose a person is going to concentrate on that emunah and the depth, the appreciation of that emunah beyond anything that we're able to understand. If you open up, the deep maimarim or works of Kabbalah where it speaks about the soid, the secrets of the mitzvah of Achilas Matzah. And he really understands what it's all about. And he thinks deeply about it. So, Uriel, what do you think? He'll sit there. Chas v'shalom, he's in a jail. He's locked up. He has no matzah. He has no anything. And he's sitting and contemplating and reflecting on what matzah is about. V'chas v'shalom, but God forbid, yachsar ha'poyal mamish. He's missing the poyal mamish. He's missing the practical action. 
he didn't have a piece of matzah to eat. He didn't have a piece of matzah to eat. He can't draw down anything. You can't do it nowadays without the button. Nowadays, you can't do what the Aves did. You can't connect to it if you don't have the button. What about the Davening is something else. Davening is an Avedish belief. It's all about the Kavana. But on the on, in, in the other side, Uli'idach, on the other hand, Let's say a person is going to fulfill the mitzvah b'payl, practically. Gam beli kavana. Even without any kavana. He doesn't think about it at all. Yamshich ha'ar will be able to draw down the light. And in ha'ara tes zayin, ha'ara 16, it notes, the, the, the rabbi notes, l'ha'ar, to note, that with regard to the mitzvah of eating matzah, gam ha-kavana, even the kavana of fulfilling your obligation doesn't matter. In other words, there's two levels of kavana that you could have when performing a mitzvah. One is the deep kavana which it explains in Maimarim, in Kabbalah and so on. That's one level of kavana. But then there is a more basic kavana. The kavana that you're eating matzah because it's a mitzvah. Because the Eibishter commanded. But the Alter Rebbe says in Shulchan Aruch, as quoted over here, that a person who eats matzah on Pesach night, he chews it and he swallows it. And he says, mm, this is delicious. But he doesn't even know that he's performing a mitzvah. He did a mitzvah. Why? He pressed the button. Hamaisahua iker. He pressed the button. He did what he's supposed to do. Even if he didn't know that he's doing a mitzvah. But he pressed the button. And it's all about the button. Sometimes that button requires a certain degree of kavana as well. And that's part of the button is the kavana. In certain mitzvahs, indeed, you have to have more of a kavana in order to be able to accomplish it. When you say the first basak of Shema, you need to concentrate on what you're saying in order for it to accomplish what it needs to do. But when it comes to the mitzvah of eating matzah, all you need to do is chew it and swallow it. And you don't even have to know that you're performing a mitzvah. All you have to know is nothing. You're doing, you're eating. Because you're pressing the button. Just because God commanded us. Now again, this is emphasizing how stark it is that it's all about the maisa, it's all about the action. If we perform the mitzvah, we've accomplished what we need to do. And there's nothing else to talk about. Um, Are we saying that 
we can't accomplish what they always did or we need the money to accomplish what they always did? We're saying that with the button, we could accomplish what the Aves did and more. Why more? Because what happened to the sticks that Yaakov Avinu whittled? Where are they now? They probably have decomposed under earth and part of the dust somewhere, wherever he was in the house of Lavan, right? Nothing happened with them. There was nothing holy about them. They just remained sticks. They were just a vessel, a preparation or a vessel to connect him. But what was accomplished was the light which he was able to draw down. What happens when you wrap tefillin? Then those boxes which you just wrapped become holy. They become powerfully holy and a holiness that is inside the very essence of those tefillin. It's like the, the mime that we learned in the beginning of the year. Speaking, of, speaking about the... Hmm? Well, there's one mime, yeah. That accomplishment is an accomplishment that only we could accomplish, not the others. Because by the others, it was about what was happening in Seder Shtalshus. By us, it's about the button. And since it's about the button, when we use that button, that button, now that button is connected to the highest things. And the truth is, what we accomplish in our action is greater than what the others are able to accomplish in their kavana. That we, we have to explain. That I didn't explain it. How can we compare them to others? What? How can we compare them? How can we compare ourselves to the others? Mm-hmm. We don't. We can't even hope to think of accomplishing what the others accomplished. And with, if not for the others, again, we wouldn't have the mitzvahs. But now that we have the mitzvahs, what we have is greater than what, what they had. Not that what we're doing practically is greater than what they did because we can't begin to do what they did. But what we're able to accomplish because of what they did is now greater. Because of where they brought us. I don't want to give such a base example, but if you could imagine somebody who goes, comes to America, he earns from nothing, from, from rags, he earns a great fortune. And then his child inherits that fortune and makes it an even greater fortune. The child perhaps would never have been able to accomplish that which the father accomplished because that's something which is much, requires much greater Monsieur Snefesh. But now that he has what his, he inherited, he's able to reach even greater heights. Other questions? We'll let you continue. Okay. So now that we've said this, now the question of the Ben Achacham suddenly becomes clear, and it's an appropriate question for a Ben Achacham. 
Ushailas Ben Hachacham here. The question of the Ben Hachacham is Eich Mamshichim Giloy Ur Ein Saif Al Yidei Maisa Hamitzvahs. How can we draw down Giloy Ur Ein Saif through the Maisa Hamitzvahs? Now I mentioned to you before that really what we accomplish is even greater than what the Aves accomplished. And the reason why is because we're connecting to a level of rutsin. The Aves were connecting to levels inside of Seder Hishtalshlus that I'm, I'm sorry, I want to explain this later. Let, let's put this on hold. The question of the Ben HaChacham is, how can you press a button? A button that's not connected to anything, apparently. It's just a button, and through that button, we should be Mam Shech Gili or In other words, Bish if you go to the Mikvah, and... You sit and learn chassidus for a thousand hours. And then with great trepidation, you make a bracha, and then you perform the mitzvah. Then we could understand how through the performance of the mitzvah, you're able to accomplish something. But if somebody thinks he's just eating a cracker, and he's just chewing and swallowing like a behemoth. He is being mamshech. He is drawing down into the world. Gilui or ein saif. A revelation of the Abishter's infinite presence. In the way that the Avis were able to. Through their great and powerful and unbelievable Aveda. Refinement and elevation. How does that make any sense? That's his question. That's a good question, right? Mendel. Yes, I good. So you're also a Ben Achacham. <laughs> and this is why he says, This is why he says you in his question. When he says you, Eschem Davka, you specifically. Tikivon Shahaveda Shalochem, since your Aveda, Laachre Matanteya, after Matanteya, he Hoasia is the action, is just pressing the button, Viloy Aveda Ruchnis Baved Kaveda Savis, and not some type of spiritual Aveda, like the Aveda of the Avis, Eich Nim Shachili are in safe, Al Yidei Aveda Zu. The Avis, the physical thing that they did, didn't really have anything to do with what they were accomplishing. So over there, the Ben HaChacham says, I understand. They lifted themselves up, they purified themselves, they elevated themselves, and so on and so forth, to the point that they were able to actually climb into the level in Seder Hishtashos that they were affecting. And they were able to turn on light, they were able to draw down Gilui are in safe into those levels. But for us, 
the Ben Achacham asks. He says, Eschem, you, in order to contrast you to the others. That's why he says the word Eschem, because he's contrasting it to the others. We got mitzvahs, where it's all about the action. How does that make sense? So this is the answer to the second question that we ask in the Mimer, after the first three parts of the first question of why is this a shale of a ben which we appreciate better now that we've seen the point. It, th- this is also the idea behind the second question, although it doesn't answer it completely, as we're going to ask soon in the Mimer, that he could, he could still have said us instead of you, right? If his point is to emphasize a contrast to the obvious, he could have said, what are the mitzvahs which Hashem has given us in contrast to the obvious? So why does he say you? But uh, that question we'll ask still. Okay? But here we get to the basic answer to the Ben HaChacham's question. And the basic answer to the Ben HaChacham's question, and this is going to quote now from the Psukim, and again, it's important for you to look at those psukim inside. You need to see six, seven psukim, uh, six, six psukim or so. Um, that you have to learn in Parshas Vashana. Vatshuva, and the answer to the question to the question is You should say to your son, Avadim Hayinu we were slaves to Pari in Mitzrayim. And Hashem took us out from Mitzrayim. And Hashem instructed us to do all of these mitzvahs, goimer, etc. And as the Maimer quoted earlier, we say to the Ben Achacham that it's l'toiv lanu for our own good. The way that the Maimer is explaining, there are actually three steps to the answer to his question. The three steps to the answer to this to this question is Avadum Hayinu Mitzrayim. We were slaves to Parin Mitzrayim. We had a Gu'ula and Vayitzaveinu Hashem gave us by Harsinai these mitzvahs. So the Maimer explains, Degalus Mitzrayim, that's step number one. Vietzias Mitzrayim, and that's step number two, the Geula for Mitzrayim. Hayu Hachana, they were a preparation. Lematan Teira, that's step number three. Ubimatan Teira, Niten Hakayach, shall yidei mitzvahs maisiyas, that through practical mitzvahs, physical mitzvahs, Lasse says, Kol hachukim goimar, to do all of the chukim, Lasse staiko, to do specifically. Yamshichu, we should be able to draw down hamshachis, things that were being mamshit. And over here, the Maimer emphasizes that point, which I mentioned earlier. Yoyser meham shachishem shichu ha'avais al yidei aveida aruch nishalem, more than the hamshachis that the of Avis were able to draw down through their Aveda Ruchnas, through their spiritual Aveda, the Ad Lahamshachas Ha'atzmos, 
to the point of drawing down the essence of Hashem Himself. This paragraph is a very, very deep paragraph. It's something which needs to be reflected on properly, appreciated in the right way. We have to look at each of these three steps. Galus Mitzrayim, Geula, and Matan And appreciate what each of these three steps accomplish for us. Galus Mitzrayim. What's the point of Galus? Geula. So then we should just get Geula. Why do we need Galus? So it could be 1,000 times better. How does Galus accomplish Geula? What's the point of Galus? <clears throat> seems interesting that it says that okay. Galus... You need to have the darkest moments before the greatest school Why? Well, it's an excellent question because even during the, the basement of Shani, they were still in the Galus, so sort of expected they had just come from there. Why do we need to be here? We won't appreciate it as much. So, if the, 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 certainly, there is a certain appreciation which we're able to achieve through Galus, but just to appreciate it. That's why we have to suffer so much. I, I, I've i seen in some Haggadahs such mishalim. I've seen that there's many Haggadahs, I've seen analogies where it says that a father wants his child to be able to appreciate what he gives him. So he sends him out to the street and makes him suffer without eating, without drinking, without having a roof over his head. For whatever, if you want to compare it to Gullus, 2,000 years. And then he brings him back in, and then he says, ah, now I appreciate what you've given me. So that doesn't sit very well. Hashem wants us to serve him by choice. Good. That's, that's, that's definitely a, a good point, and it's something which you're able to accomplish more in Gullus, like we learned about Purim, that as a result of being in the days of Achashverosh, as a result of being inside of the decrees of Achashverosh, they were able to re-accept the Torah with love. But I don't know that that yet gives us the full appreciation of the darkness and the suffering of Galas. Um, maybe on a certain level, Galas is the Good, good, like, yeah. Not, uh, not the main thing in life. Good. And Galdas definitely teaches us that. But I, we want to understand how. 
I, I think that uh, instead of trying to to get to, to it now, we should leave it for the beginning of next class. But you have to make sure that you're here at 7.30, otherwise you might miss it. So again, we need to address three questions. The biggest question, perhaps, the one which is most emotional and uh, most felt is what's the point of Galus? But that's only the first step. There are the three steps. The first is Galus, the second is Geula, and the third is Matan And these three steps are the answer to the Ben question, what's the point of the button? When we understand the answer to these three steps, we're able to recognize that the button becomes more than the light. The light is only hamshachas gilui or insaif. It's only drawing down a revelation of Hashem's infinite light. But the button, that's atzmos. That's the essence of Hashem. So... Tomorrow morning, we're going to start right away in the beginning of class. We're going to try to understand this point. How are we connecting to Atzmus? So everyone's going to make sure to be there right from the beginning. Okay.